0: Fitness enthusiasts and ultimate frisbee aficionados to the Tobu Fitness Podcast. Your guide to elevating your game and mastering the art of ultimate frisbee through the lens of strength and conditioning. Whether you're a seasoned player or just stepping onto the field for the first time, this podcast is your one stop destination for unlocking your true potential. This is the Tobu Fitness Podcast with your host, Certified Strength and Conditioning Coach, Justin Shelby.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode number six. Today's going to be a little bit of a different episode. Uh, we also haven't had an episode all of October, and that's because I've been overseas. Took a little bit of a trip, so I want to talk about that. But yeah, if you looked at the title of this episode, I'm going to be talking about the trip going to be talking about burnout in ultimate, which I think is going to be an interesting topic. i um, going to explore a little bit more about the off season that we talked about in the last episode with Andrew Calvert. So if you haven't checked that out, highly recommend checking that out. But yeah, we talked a little bit about in season versus off season training. So I want to expand a little bit more on off season training since now, at least for me, I'm full, full swing into the off season. So I want to explore that a little bit more. And I put out a clip on social media from that last podcast um, about playing too much in Ultimate. Definitely got some mixed responses, got some responses that I wasn't necessarily expecting. I want to clear the air on that and explain that a little bit more because I think this idea of playing too much Ultimate is one that's definitely kind of controversial, but I think also it's a little bit misunderstood. So I want to talk about that a little bit deeper. But yeah, as far as the trip goes, won't talk about this too much, but I went uh, to Japan. It was really cool. Um, I'm half Japanese. My mom's side of the family is from Japan. So have family over there. was able to go see them. I uh, haven't been back since pre-COVID. So it's been a while. So it was definitely really nice to go back. I was born in America, raised in America, but uh, most like summer breaks growing up, we'd go to go visit family. So definitely really cool to be back. Uh, if you haven't been to Japan, I highly, r- highly recommend it. Um, I think it was only about a year ago, I think it was October of last year, that Japan opened back up uh, from COVID, right? So opened back up uh, to tourists. And Japan's already a pretty popular tourist destination, but now it seems like everybody (laughs) wants to go. And then most of the tourists are also just going to the same tourist spots that they're seeing on social media. So it's like, we've got this overcrowding issue, and then we've got everybody going to the same spot. So too many tourists, all going to the same spots, makes those tourist spots very, very crowded. So it's definitely a little bit of a different experience with just that many people um, all the time, right? And and Japan's a relatively kind of small country. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't, it's not like America where everything's kind of spread out, especially in Texas where there's just so much land. Um, Japan's kind of squished together in a sense, there's a you know, compared to Texas and compared to America where everything's spread out. Um, but yeah, just that many people and that much crowding was definitely really different than I'm used to. Um, so if you are going to Japan, highly recommend going, but maybe avoid some of those super common tourist spots, right? If, you, if you're planning your entire trip based off of TikTok or based off of Instagram, right expect to see a lot of other tourists but check out some of the other stuff the lesser known stuff or the countryside it's beautiful i highly recommend and one of the reasons i took this trip right or a, a lot of reasons that don't even have to do with ultimate right Wanted to see family wanted to go uh, one of the the unintended consequences i guess of this trip was that it was a very nice break for me to kick off the off season so kind of like we talked about in episode two of the podcast, if you haven't checked that out, highly recommend checking that out. But I talked about how things in ultimate and things in life in general, right? But things in ultimate, things in training especially, are not black and white. So it's not that a squat is better than a deadlift. It's not that sprinting is better than jumping. It's relative. It's just um, about your own situation. You've got to get more information. You've got to get context. And I think how you approach the off season is very similar you'll see a lot of people immediately go take a break, just like I did, right? And I think that is completely okay. But on the flip side of that, you'll see a lot of people that come off of their season, right? Maybe you're a club player, you didn't do well at sectionals, you didn't do well at regionals, and you are fired up, you are motivated, you've got a lot of goals, right? Maybe you want to do better with your team next year. Right, maybe you yourself you just want to do better, or maybe you want to do better so you can go play for a better team. Right, whatever it is, a lot of people they they take these goals. They're highly motivated because they they've got this experience that just happened, and they immediately start going super hard in the gym, super hard in their training. And again, I think that is completely okay because it's really up to whatever you need in the off season. Right, me personally, uh, we'll get a little personal here, a little deep. This was my first year kind of really committing a lot of time to ultimate. So this is my second ever club season. If you don't know, I played for a team called Alamode. It's an open team out of San Antonio, Texas, but I live in Austin, Texas. So it's about a one hour to one and a half hour commute to practice one way. And I was commuting down three days a week. So I was driving about two to three hours a day uh, just to get to practice right in a, in a completely different city. And a lot of times uh, where we were practicing at like 630 on the weekdays, right? So if I left at three to four, you know, in America, traffic is terrible, uh, especially I feel like in Austin. If I left at three or four, I'm hitting rush hour traffic. So now that drive becomes about two hours. So most days, right, uh, thanks to the flexibility I have with, with this job, right, I was able to leave pretty early so I could go. Uh, hang out somewhere in San Antonio like a cafe or coffee shop or something and I could work there right and then I could go to practice and I avoid that really long commute uh, because of rush hour right but at the end of the day that's me planning an entire day uh, around being able to go to ultimate practice and again I'm I'm not trying to complain about it I'm not trying to say oh pity me right I love doing it right I I love doing it in the moment right looking back on it it was great it was an absolutely great experience right but at the end of the day it was uh, a lot of time a lot of effort a lot of money committed into that right another appeal uh for playing for this team this uh this year alamode was the fact that they were going to go to some travel tournaments we went to pro elite championships in oregon and then we went to select flight invite in ohio right so two travel tournaments again more time invested more money invested again wouldn't trade it it was a great experience but um, that sort of thing wears on you after a while, right? It's a, it's a lot more time and effort and commitment than I've been used to in the past. We all know at Ultimate, even at the highest level, you're not really getting paid that much, and I'm was, you know, i not getting paid at all to play Ultimate, just doing it for fun. So I think with that, there was a lot more commitment than I'm used to, uh, so definitely needed a little bit of time off from that. But then on the flip side of that, uh, if you listen to episode one of the podcast, the, the intro episode, you'll know that Tobu Fitness didn't uh, start being what it is now, like fully committed into Ultimate Frisbee until December of last year. So December of 2022. So 2023 was really the first year that I was full-time into Tobu Fitness. And again, I'm all about Ultimate uh, with this business, with this page and all the content I create. So it's pretty much uh, a lot more commitment into me as a player and then a lot more commitment into me as a coach, a trainer, and a content creator, right? That's all about Ultimate. Again, not trying to complain about it, right? I love it, but it's it's a lot more commitment and time than I'm used to, and that commitment to Ultimate Frisbee kind of through different lenses, through different ways, it's definitely a, a lot more than I'm used to. So for me, I needed a little bit of a break from it all, just to kind of refresh and, and get my mind right and be able to recover from that. And a, a big theme we're gonna talk about that I'll come back to a lot throughout the course of this episode is the idea of giving yourself a break so you're not forced to take a break later. You can think about that with injury prevention. You're doing some sort of injury prevention exercises so that you're preventing an injury in the future, right? That's why people do a cool down or that's why they do a warm up. They're doing that stuff so that they can prevent some sort of catastrophe from happening. Right. And it's the same kind of idea with this. I'm giving myself a break now so then I don't burn out and force myself to take a break. Right. Either force myself or my body forces me to take a break. Right. Giving myself a break now so that, you know, things don't just completely fall apart and trying to kind of stay disciplined and give myself that break so that I can avoid that burnout later on. So I think the idea of taking a break in whatever situation you're in, I think is completely okay. If you're a club player, a college player, an elite player, you know, if you, if you're just playing league for fun, you need a little bit of a break, but that is completely okay. Don't look at the people that immediately go back, uh, put their head down and start grinding and think, oh, I'm missing out on that. Or that's what I need to be doing and feeling guilty. I think it's completely okay uh, to take a little bit of a break from the sports if that's what you need. The flip side of that, don't feel like you have to take a break. If you're somebody that wants to immediately go back into training and lifting and you know getting better, right? Ride ride that wave if you need to, right? If you feel like you're somebody that can kind of uh, be disciplined in how they're approaching it, where you're kind of giving yourself a natural little break, right? Meaning, let's say you were you know, doing a a whole bunch of volume, a whole bunch of intensity, you're working out six days, working out and playing ultimate stuff six days a week, and you want to drop that back down to three. Well, that's you naturally giving yourself a break because you've cut out 50% of how much you were doing, but you still can start to make progress because you're still working out three days a week. Right, that's completely okay as well. And that brings us to to my main point as well is that the off season, it isn't just about taking a break because I completely understand If you are somebody that is super motivated and wants to get back out there and start improving and then someone like me comes along and says, hey, you have to take a break, right? That seems super counterintuitive and you would probably not want to do that, right? You wouldn't want to take a complete break um, from ultimate from training just because you're quote unquote supposed to uh, when you're super motivated, right? That doesn't really make sense. What the off season really is, is we're trying to just shift our lens of how we're looking at. Training, how we're looking at improvement, how we're looking at progress, and giving our body something a little bit different, right? Changing up the stimulus a bit. Because a lot of times what happens is people are just playing too much ultimate. Let's talk about this topic here. So when we talk about playing too much ultimate, I think a lot of times people think about it in the context of a week. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, if you're playing six days a week, you definitely need to take Sundays off and give yourself a rest day. And it's like, yes, right? Overall, that's correct. You probably should be taking um, a rest day at least one day a week or at least like a lower intensity day. So you're not just seven days a week beating your head into the wall. Super, super hard, right? But that's in the context of a week. What's more important is looking at it throughout the context of an entire year, right? Which is what an off season is. If you're going hard 10 months out of the year, right? You've got to have some period of time, right? So those last two months where you're kind of going a little bit lower intensity, you've given yourself that off season, you're giving yourself that like, quote, unquote, rest day, if you just go hard throughout the entirety of the year, right? And I think this is this is what we see where people are playing too much where they play at a high intensity, they play a lot of ultimate all year round. And that's what I mean by they're playing too much, right? You'll see this a lot in like college players, right? Where they play um ultimate, right? They they have their fall college season, which is like their preseason, right? They go on winter break, they come back, boom, they've got their entire spring season, uh, and then they'll start playing club. And they've got their entire club season, right? And then the end of college and the beginning of club kind of overlaps, and the end of club and the beginning of college kind of overlaps. So they're prim- they're playing a lot of ultimate practices, uh pickups, pods, games and tournaments, right? All year round, they never really have that time uh, to take a break. Imagine it like a, a tournament, right? Day one, you can go super hard, you can go 100%, and you're good because you're fresh, right? But then what happens day two? You are trying to go at 100%, and you're, you're still able to go at 100%, right? But you have that residual fatigue from day one. You're still a little bit tired, still a little bit sore from day one. So, day two, your 100% is maybe 95, 90% of what you were able to do before just because of fatigue, right? Not saying you're lazy, not saying you're just being a wimp or whatever it is. It's just the nature of it, right? You, you can't go as hard because of that fatigue before. Now, imagine if we never then took a, a day off to then let that recover, right? And we just continually compound that over and over and over. I think that's kind of what we see uh, with people who never take a break throughout the entirety of a year it's like we're kind of always living in this day two type athleticism where we've got this like residual fatigue from just playing so much right where if we can tone it down a little bit and change the way we're approaching our training i think we could definitely see some really good results in in taking that off season real quick going to interrupt with the sponsor of today's episode it's me it's tobu fitness so all the content that i put out on instagram on youtube this podcast is completely free but the stuff that helps keep it free is the coaching and the training so i want to talk about that real quick i've got one-on-one online coaching that's a little bit deeper than you know here's your training program go have fun or hey let's hop on a zoom call and let me watch you work out that's not what online training is uh the way that i do it what i do is i make you a completely custom Training program. And then from there, it's constant communication and feedback. So you can get uh, feedback on your form, right? We can kind of communicate through comments and messages, video chats, anything that allows you to kind of stay accountable um, and help answer your questions. And then we're constantly adapting the program. Maybe you're progressing at a faster rate than you thought. Maybe we've got to change things around for injuries. Uh, Maybe we've got to adapt it because, you know, you know, something's aching you, or maybe we've got a tournament uh, coming up, whatever it is, right? Things are constantly adapting and changing. There's a lot of coaching that goes into it, right? So like I said, it's not just here's your training program, go at it, right? There's a lot of coaching that goes into this um and and i've really liked the experience a lot of clients have had some good experiences that's one option another option i have is the consulting call so maybe you're somebody that doesn't need a full coaching experience maybe you've just got a specific question right if you're coming back from an injury if you're just trying to improve one thing right if you just want me to kind of critique your own training program hop on a consulting call got 30 minute and one hour options but on there It's pretty much an open Q&A, right? Here to answer any of your questions, highly valuable. A lot of the people that have hopped on the call, right? Have gotten a ton of value. So we've got an option pretty much for anything you might be looking for uh, down there in the description or linked in my bio on Instagram. You're gonna find my website where you'll find a lot more information about the coaching and the consulting calls. Let's get back to the podcast. Now I understand at the highest level of the sport, it's not always possible to take a complete break. So if we wanna look at it in terms of ultimate or in other sports. Now, a lot of times, um, maybe before sports kind of progressed to the level that they're at now, right? Sports are very intense. There's a lot of money involved. There's a lot of, uh, you know, resources pumped into professional sports and high level sports, right? It, it looks very different than how it did in the past. If we're going to look at other sports, right? Guys like Kobe Bryant, um, in the past would take complete time off where they might go play other sports, right? I know in like the eighties, um, I, I believe it's Hakeem Olajuwon would also do the same thing where he just took complete time off and he'd go play soccer. They take time off from their sport so then they can go expose their body to some other things. And I've talked to some high level uh, AUDL players, high level club players that kind of do similar things. We'll take a, a period off from ultimate. doesn't mean they're completely not doing anything, kick their feet up um, on the couch and, and just not move. No, they're just taking a break from that one thing. They're changing the stimulus on their body. Now I understand um, though at the highest level of the sport and where the sport has kind of progressed to now, that that's not always possible because as much as there's the athleticism side of ultimate, there's also the skill side of ultimate. So athleticism being, of course, like uh, how conditioned you are, how fast you are, your quickness, vertical jump, all that stuff, right? That stuff, um, it goes away pretty quick, but also can come back pretty quick. So let's say you take two weeks off, right? your, your athleticism, your conditioning, especially probably is going to go down a bit but give yourself about a week or two of training and you're gonna be right back to where you were, right? So that stuff goes away quick, but it also comes back really quick. Whereas skills can go away pretty quick. And a lot of times, if you're not continually improving your skill, right, your competition is gonna leave you in the dust because look at the highest level of ultimate across all divisions. All those players are really, really good skilled right insane throws insane game iq visual awareness spatial awareness defense all that stuff the the skill at the highest level is insanely high so you've probably got to continue to touch up on your skills uh to some extent a lot of high level players kind of talk about how each year the game kind of slows down for them and that's because their skill of like you know, visual awareness, their skill of just awareness in general, right, is constantly improving. So the speed of the game like seems to slow down because they're getting better at kind of reading and understanding what's happening. Right? And that's something that can only improve if you're constantly improving the skill, if you're constantly exposed to it, right? Same with throwing, right? You're only going to improve your throwing if you're actually working on your throwing. So I think in the season, it's okay to touch up. On some of your skills. So you can just go out and throw just a little bit. So, in like a, a low intensity setting, right? When you're in this period of your off season, when you're in this period of giving your body a break, it's okay to still kind of go out and throw if that's something you enjoy doing. Um, if you're somebody that, let's say, is very disciplined and likes to, you know, really, really focus on your technique and be, yeah, again, very disciplined with how you're approaching your throwing, um, maybe it's okay in the off season to still work on your throwing, still work on your skills, but maybe you're a little bit more relaxed with it and you're working on stuff you maybe you wouldn't usually work on, like some offhand stuff or some moves or some throws that you usually wouldn't throw. That way you can continue to improve your skill, but it's not kind of like mentally taxing in that you're keeping yourself super disciplined, right? Uh, Quote, unquote, like boring throwing almost, right? Like if you go out there and you just work on your flat flick, but you're focusing super hard on your technique, Right. I can imagine in a sense that might be a little bit draining, uh, like mentally. Whereas if you just kind of go out and have fun with it, you're still working on your your technique. Uh, You're still working on your skills, but just kind of in a different way. Right. We can also think about it like we're micro dosing some skills. Right. We're just kind of touching up on skills every once in a while. Right. That's something that could kind of help out. That's something that would allow you to keep up the skill while you're letting the rest of your body kind of take a break. Because, again, when we're when we're thinking about taking a break, In the off season, it's not a complete break, hey, do nothing, right? If you're somebody that needs to kind of start to improve again, this will really apply to you. But it's about changing the stimulus that we're putting on our body, right? Let's think about it like uh, caffeine. If you're somebody that consumes caffeine a lot, over time, your body starts to get desensitized to it, right? Maybe the very first time you had a cup of coffee, you were buzzing, but now it's just what you need to stay at a baseline. Um, if you take a little bit of time off from drinking caffeine and then you start drinking caffeine again, right, maybe it starts to affect you a little bit more. Maybe your body's a little bit more sensitive to caffeine because you desensitized yourself for a little bit. Or if we want to think about it like in training terms, let's say you're somebody that does three sets of 10 on squats all the time, right? Maybe at first your weight was going up each time you were doing hundred pounds and you do 110 pounds, boom, you kept going up by 10 pounds each week, each week, each week. Then eventually you started to plateau, let's say at 150 pounds, right? And you start to plateau, you're plateauing, plateauing, plateauing. It's me coming very, very hard to improve your strength, right? And improve how much you're lifting at three sets of 10. But if you start to change that up a little bit, then you could start to see um, some results, right? So you're not taking a break from lifting squats right maybe you're just changing the stimulus on your body right so maybe instead of three sets of 10 maybe you drop that down to three sets of five but what can you do when you go to three sets of five you can now increase the weight quite a bit right so now your body is getting stronger because it's lifting more weight it's just in a little bit of a different way and what we can do in the off season is we can progress skills um, in a very similar way where we're just changing the stimulus on our body Good one uh, to think about is conditioning, right? I've talked about in the past before, um, a lot of times when you are in season, uh, you probably don't need to be doing a ton more conditioning because you're already playing a bunch of ultimates, right? You're scrimmaging, you're practicing, you're playing tournaments and games. That is your conditioning. Um, so you're already getting a lot of conditioning, but also it's just kind of difficult to add in a lot more conditioning because conditioning is taxing. It leaves you tired. It leaves you fatigue and you need time to recover from that. But if you're constantly playing, if you're constantly practicing, you don't really have that much time to recover. Uh, so sometimes right, adding more conditioning can be redundant. And let's say you wanted to improve like your 5K time you wanted to improve your marathon time if you're a marathon runner, right? That might be hard in season because of the amount of time you're you're already playing, you're already training, right? You can't add in like a whole 5K training program on top of practice, let's say three or four times a week, plus league, plus games, you, you get the idea, right? But what happens off in the off season, right? We can still train, we can train your conditioning, but now because we've taken away the amount of playing, now we can really ramp up um, our version of conditioning training, right? We can really add in our our way of wanting to train because in season, right, we were training conditioning just by playing, but now we can do it our way by doing like a, a, a training program, right? Where we can um, really improve our conditioning but in a very controlled way. When I say our way, I'm not meaning like you know my way of programming, I'm just meaning like we have control over it right um if you wanted to implement your own 5k training program if you wanted to implement your own conditioning program right that's our way Um, like we have the control um rather than just kind of letting the amount that we're playing and the amount we're practicing kind of dictate our improvement in conditioning right so that that's a good example where in the off season then you can start to improve your conditioning in a very controlled way um, in your own way right and also another example is like jumping for example, let's say you're somebody that wants to improve your vertical jump. Well, it might be hard um, in season to get a ton more jumping training in and really high quality jumping training because you're already doing kind of a, a ton of jump volume, right? Again, practice, um, you know, pods, mini games tournaments whatever it is you're doing quite a bit of jumping um, but usually it's just while you're fatigued right you're also doing a ton of other stuff like your sprints your cuts your jump your sprints your cuts playing defense stuff like that so it would kind of be hard because of the amount of fatigue um, and just the amount of overall volume to make huge improvements on your jumps but what happens in the offseason right we're taking away how much we're playing how much we're practicing and stuff so now you could incorporate like a full training program with the aim of improving your vertical jump, because since you don't have as much of that overall volume from playing right now, you can recover and you can be in control of the intensity of the volume um, and all that stuff. And you can start to make sort of improvements, right? So that's how I would like you to think about the off season is now you are in control. You can do it your own way. Uh, in progressing these own skills you don't have to worry about all the other fatigue and all the other volume and intensity that comes along with how much you're playing practicing stuff like that right you can control it um, in your own way and I think that's good so that one you can start to work initially on um, peak efforts so to speak so what I mean by peak efforts are when you're doing a jump right when you are fresh when you are at a hundred percent Right? How high is your vertical jump? That is your peak effort. Right? When you are fresh, when you're at 100%. Right? How fast can you sprint 50 yards? That is a peak effort. Um, peak efforts are good because you know that's that shows you what your body is fully capable of. But peak efforts aren't always representative of what we need in game because a lot of times in game, right? Back to our example of like day one versus day two, right? A lot of times we are fatigued, right? Or if you're pretty far into the game. Like if you've already played a couple of points, right? You're naturally not at a hundred percent because you've already started to do stuff. So peak efforts are great for training, right? I think they're a good way to kind of measure how you're improving. And I think it's good, um, maybe in the beginning of the off season, right? You're starting to kind of work on, okay, let's improve some of these peak efforts. But over time, then as we progress closer and closer to the season, okay, we've worked on our peak effort. We've got our peak effort better. I've got my max vertical jump a lot higher. I've got my sprint speed better. I've got my change of direction a lot better. Now I've got to improve my capacity, right? So let's say my vertical jump is um, 50 inches. I'm just going to use 50 inches because it's easy math, right? There's no way I could ever jump 50 inches. So don't get any wrong ideas. But let's say, right, 50 inches is your vertical jump. That is my peak effort, right? Well, if I know 100% or if I know I'm at 100%, I can hit 50 inches. Well, I want to make sure... That um, I'm really good at doing like my 90%, my 95% multiple times, right? When I'm tired, when I'm fatigued, when I'm in the middle of a point, can I hit my 90% multiple times, right? Can I play defense and chase my guy around and then we get the turn and then I go deep, right? So I've been doing all this sprinting already, right? I'm already kind of tired in this point, right? Can I hit like my 90% um, when, you know, the handler throws it up and I've got to sky somebody, right? Can I hit my 90% multiple times? Can I do that multiple times throughout the course of a tournament, right? That's what work capacity is, right? So 50 inches is my peak effort, but can I hit 40 inches uh, multiple times? Can I hit 45 inches multiple times, right? That, that kind of idea, like 80, we need to be really good at being able to reproduce our 80 to 90% multiple times. That's what work capacity is, right? So working on our peak efforts kind of maybe earlier, Um, in the off-season and then slowly kind of progressing that to like how well can we do um, our work capacity stuff right later in the off-season how well can I reproduce my 80 to 90 percent multiple multiple times so that's kind of a vague um, I guess outline of what an off-season might look like but I hope that kind of helps you understand that in an off-season again it's not just taking a complete break we're just kind of changing up the way that we look at how we were providing our body with different training right back to episode five with andrew calvert where we talked about in-season versus off-season training right big thing that he was talking about a lot is that idea of capacity in the off-season we are building up capacity so that we are able to handle the entirety of the season right the season is very long the season is very taxing right we've got to make sure that we are doing some stuff in the off-season so that we are prepared for the in-season kind of like back to the the context of a week Example, right? Let's say you're playing you're practicing you're doing a bunch of stuff Monday through Saturday Well, Sunday is your rest, right? But let's think about what rest really is, right? It's just preparing your body for the rest of the week. You've completely lowered your intensity, right? You're giving your body time to relax and recover rejuvenate and be ready again So then it can take on the next six days. That's kind of what the off season is, right? We're preparing our body. We're letting ourselves recover rejuvenate get stronger Uh, get faster, get better, right, so then we can handle the duration of the in-season. So hope that kind of makes sense. Remember, when we're thinking about playing too much, it's not just in the context of a week, right? It's not an arbitrary, hey, playing three days a week is too much. Hey, playing five days a week is too much. No, it's just about thinking about what kind of makes sense for your body. Are you somebody that can go hard for six months but then needs six months off? That's completely okay. Are you somebody that, go hard for eight months and needs four months off right that's completely okay but if you're somebody that can only go hard for six months and you're trying to fit yourself into an eight-month schedule right that's where we've kind of got to reevaluate and and you know change up how we're kind of looking at things um so hopefully this was a helpful episode i'm not sure really how much how well this one turned out uh wasn't much planning to this one like in the past where i've had kind of a ton of talking points this one was just Uh, A lot of things I was honestly just kind of thinking about during my trip uh, more than anything, but you know, just wanted to reassure people maybe that are out there that taking a break is okay and then just kind of clarifying what some of the stuff in the off season uh, might want to look like. Yeah, if you had any questions about this stuff, right, it's on Spotify, it's on Apple. uh, So you can leave some questions down in the poll. So that they'll ask you at the very end of the episode. Um, But if not, you can always DM me on Instagram. If you're on YouTube, feel free to leave some comments down there at the bottom. We'd love to help out with any questions. But yeah, other than that, thank you for tuning in and have a good rest of your day.
0: been listening to the tobu fitness podcast we hope you've enjoyed the show if you did make sure to like rate and review we'll be back soon but in the meantime hit us up on instagram and youtube at tobu fitness and to get info on -on one-on-one coaching and training programs hit the website at TobuFitness.com. thanks so much for listening and see you next time on the tobu fitness podcast